Poor life decision. I am Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Connie the Hormone Monstrous. I love to take a bubble bath. Bubble, bubble bath. Bubble, bubble, bubble <laughs> bath. <laughs> I love Connie. She's my favorite. <laughs> I just, in general, love Maya Rudolph. Especially I, when I figure out. Everything she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's everything. All of it. What were you about to say? <laughs> Especially when you well, figure out what? She was black. <laughs> mm. Same. Same. It just, like, elevated her to the next level. <laughs> I mean, my first introduction to, of her was Saturday Night Live. And I thought mm. she was, like, spicy white. <laughs> yeah. And then when I found out she was black, and then when I found out she's Minnie Ripperton's daughter, I'm like, oh, no wonder yeah. she's got a little voice on her. <laughs> yeah I love her but Connie is the best like if I had Connie to guide me through puberty <laughs> it doesn't sound like uh, a good idea <laughs> once I said it out loud it was like oh no <laughs> so I'm thinking as an adult like you know I could kick back and clown with Connie Mm-mm. as a 12 year old no <laughs> Connie I have you doing all kinds of things <laughs> All of them. <laughs> oh, so what's been going on with you, Doyen? And what are you drinking tonight? Um, so this past weekend, I went to go see Jadena. And he was finest shit and did not disappoint. But what really made me excited was I was standing beside uh, Nat Carlton Banks. <laughs> yes! <laughs> And I was like, and every time somebody be like, hey, you're not Carlton Banks, he'd be like, mm-mm. <laughs> right. But honestly, yeah. like, he was just chilled out beside me. And it wasn't like celebrity or not. He wasn't like up front. Like, we were in the back of, like, the general mission. And he's just chilling, dancing and stuff. I was like, oh, you can dance to Afro beats. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> He probably was just trying to, you know, hang back and not just enjoy the show, you know, because I mean, there's different levels of famous and I'm sure certain people would not consider him famous, but he's famous to me. Right. So I'm sure like a lot of people probably were like, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just want him to know that Lily is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I just stuck my finger up and stuck out my tongue for those of you. <laughs> just so y'all can't see the show, but Lily is my favorite. And I this am Sis Bun. <laughs> I'm about to say. 
That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I am. I am. I am cis bud and I have accepted it and it is okay. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? Or anything else happen you want to talk about? I was going to say, I'm the person that's always like, who's that? <laughs> you know, whoever's like whispering. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, no, I had um, a bunch of sisters of mine in town. Not a bunch. It was two. But that's <laughs> four out of five Adobe girls that were in Dallas this weekend. Um, okay. <laughs> and, you know, we just kind of hung out, um, ate food, tried to unpack. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get to a place where I don't live out of boxes. <laughs> so, my sister must have come over and seen your boxes. Is that where the Marie Kondo came from? Yeah. <laughs> she would probably have a fit if she came in my house because, <laughs> listen, I have unpacked like my bedroom my bathroom, kitchen, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. All the other boxes are literally just because my room is separate from the other bedrooms. Like they're down a hall by themselves. Mm -hmm. Boxes are just in the hallway. Just, I never go down that hall. I never go to that bathroom. I never, so it's just boxes. It's just boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to it one day. (laughs) She saw one of my little baskets. She's like, that's all the makeup you need. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But I right. got offended <laughs> by that remark. <laughs> I got offended. <laughs> and I didn't even see the basket. But one basket yeah. is not enough. You need options. I, I don't see. even wear makeup like that anymore. And I still keep buying all these freaking palettes and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> get a grip, Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. today Color Pop was like 20% off palettes. So I'm like, you know what? Let me delete this email. <laughs> yes. But, um. So what I'm drinking this week is Elysian Night Owl. It's a pumpkin ale, and I bought it before um, October ended, so I could have one last, you know, bit of pumpkin goodness in November. And it's pretty good. I I think I found this brand last year for the pod, and it's really flavorful for a pumpkin beer. And better when you didn't just brush right before you drink it. (laughs) So, I don't understand why you can't have pumpkin past October. I don't think they sell it. We've discussed this before. I don't think they sell pumpkin beer after October. I think they do. I don't know. I really, I don't. I'm say because you've looked for it in November. Right, right. I'm just, that's why I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why in my head I had it like that was just your personal preference. But okay, so they don't really sell a lot of pumpkin stuff mm-hmm. like they do in October. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I haven't been doing anything but working and I brought work home with me this weekend which I try my best not to ever have to do but I've got a deadline coming up and it's gonna happen like the Friday after Thanksgiving so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get things done so that I don't have to deal with it then Mm -hmm. 
So that's really all I've been doing. Um, just more, you know, adult homeowner stuff. Um, I fell into some bushes. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, I fell into some bushes because the um, uh, motion detector lights on the side of my house, I needed to change the bulb. So, but there's like this, these bushes right there, the shrubberies right there. And so, long story short, I heard a dog barking. I heard footsteps coming quickly. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to run from a dog. And I fell over into the bushes. <sighs> That's sad. <laughs> when I came... When I came back in the house, there were like leaves and little twigs, like all on this side of my glasses. Like, how did you get on the inside of my glasses? <laughs> but I did get the bulbs changed. Um, I did. For some reason, my gate on one side of the house was open. Um, I did push that back up. And that's it, you know. Um, that's it. So just work, work, and more work. Tonight, I am drinking um, a London Lemonade. I've had one before on here. London Lemonade just sounds fancy, but it's really just gin and lemonade. And <laughs> tonight, I use the Simply Lemonade, the Blueberry Lemonade. And so, it's pretty tasty. I like... Um, I like the Blueberry Lemonade because it has a little tartness with the sweetness. So, I kind of like that, but... Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't put too much gin. Too much ice, though, but not too much gin. There is this um, drink we used to make in Mississippi. And it was the blueberry lemonade, um, some Mogan Davids, some Southern Comfort. And it was very dangerous. I've lost very ni many nights. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. <laughs> like, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Um, so this week on TV, <laughs> well, I forgot what all I watch. <laughs> okay. On <laughs> Sunday nights, <laughs> we're watching Watchmen and guys, I cannot listen. I know it's confusing. I know it is a lot going on. All I can say is hang in there because Regina King deserves, okay? Hang in there for no other reason than Regina King because she's amazing. She kicks ass. She said fuck two times in a row last night and it's just amazing. So keep watching Watchmen. Um, this Wednesday we'll be watching uh, Castle Rock. Again, it's kind of that prequel to misery i think really can't tell sometimes it feels like it's an alternate timeline not really sure oh that's another point about watchmen so it is confusing some of the things that's going on and i'm perfectly content like i'm not one of those people that have to make all the pieces fit right away i can watch a show fall back let it happen and as long as i have answers in the end i'm fine However, I'm starting to get the feeling that we're dealing with more than one timeline and that shit pisses me off because I, my brain can't handle that. I am very linear in my thinking and I, I do not like working with different timelines, especially <laughs> if you don't clearly tell me when I'm in each timeline. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, I am willing to take any suggestions to replace um, 
uh, Greenleaf. We've had the season finale uh, last week, so I will not be tweeting Greenleaf because it's done for a while. So any suggestions you guys have, any shows you want to watch and let's talk about, hit us up. Let me know. I did watch Modern Love in completion. And um, while I was in the middle of it, our friend of the pod time was like, oh, I would really love to see a black woman's story in modern love. So by the time I got to the end of it, I was kind of a little bit saddened that like, because they had like biracial relationships. They even had like a biracial gay relationship. But yeah, I was like, why Why is my story as a black woman who loves a black man yeah. not a story that is told in modern love? I know some of them... Some of the loves are platonic, but long-lasting. But it mm-hmm. was just kind of sad not to see your res- representation. I'm hoping maybe by next season they show, like, Asian love and Hispanic love and black love. Because it's not just biracial and white. So, um, same friend of the pod talked me into watching it. Because mm-hmm. when Doya first mentioned it, I was like, well, I don't want to watch people in love like I don't I don't like I don't like to watch a bunch of ooey gooey love anyway but something (laughs) something about this retrograde I just I don't know I don't want to see that shit but friend of the pod assured me that it's not like that she was like no you'll like it it's fine so I'm gonna watch it I was I actually planned on starting it at lunch today during my lunch and you told me that it was like uh, the Romanoffs, but I didn't realize it was each episode was going to be long like those were. So um, I decided not to do it at lunch since I don't have that much time for lunch. So I'm going to start it soon and we'll talk about it. Yeah, when well, you responded, I was just like, I don't feel like arguing with her. <laughs> I just kept moving on. <laughs> it wasn't an argument. I just said yeah, people I just... are like in love because I don't like to see that. And then someone got snippy and was like, well, that's the title. I'm like, okay, well, all right. I won't well, ask any more questions because okay. that doesn't mean that people are going to be like all in love and stuff. So yeah. when she was like, nah, you'll be fine. I was like, okay. So I'm going to try it out. I'm going to give it a try and see what it's like. But yeah. I, I get that sentiment of, like, why am I not represented? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, like, just, it is telling different loves. So, like, there is platonic love. There's one-sided love. You know, there's, like, long-lasting love. There's love that was too short. You know, so you see a yeah. range of things. But I was just like, I don't know what's happening that day, but I was like, mm, I don't feel like <laughs> writing all this down. <laughs> I can't hey, do it. <laughs> listen, I, I get it, okay? <laughs> I've had people ask me about things, whether it be shows or books or whatever, and they'll be like, what is it about? And I'm like, I'm literally just going to send you the Google link because <laughs> easy. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Okay. Um. So I... Um, <laughs> listen, Mercury is in micro braids, okay? And <laughs> I forgot to get <laughs> a review ready to read for tonight. That's so, why we talked about TV for too long anyway. So. We talked about TV. <laughs> but guys, please continue to leave us your reviews. We are going to get around to reading them, I promise you. I read them right away. I mean, I have alerts on my phone. I read them right away. But I promise we'll get around to reading them on the show. 
Alrighty, so we're going to move along to our current events. So this story is kind of evolved since I first read about it, but it's still kind of very head scratchy. So when I first read about it, they were talking about how like she was doing some kind of recording and she kept talking about her makeup artist and calling him by name. Who is she? <laughs> Meg the Stallion. My bad. <laughs> so Meg the Stallion was talking about her makeup artist and calling him by name. But then when he posted on her page, there was like makeup by a kill. She sent a cease and desist letter to him. It was like, please stop yeah. talking about me. And I was just yeah. so confused about that because I'm like, I don't get how you could talk about them and then they can't talk about you. But whatever. So, so um, the um, I follow a lot of makeup artists. Mm-hmm. And um, a few celebs chimed in to Melissa Ford was one of the main ones. But I follow a lot of makeup artists, and they all say that that is actually quite normal that you have an NDA that you are not supposed to talk. They because I, I was like you, I was like, well, and then all of the makeup artists on my timeline were like, no. They were all siding with Megan. They were like, no, you sign an NDA. You know what's in that NDA. And the the purpose is to keep you from talking about stuff you might hear while you're doing their makeup. That's the purpose. Mm-hmm. But regardless, they were like, no, you're not supposed to do that. And mm-hmm. a lot of them were saying, like, especially if you get paid. Like, if you don't get paid, like, if it's, a, you know, one for one, a verse for a verse for a verse, you know, I do your makeup and for free, but you promo me. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But if mm-hmm. you get paid that that is normally like a part of it. So that was interesting to see that, you know, that that was quite common. I, I didn't know either. Cause I, I was yeah. like, you was like, well, what's the difference? Yeah. I think my big thing was like, she, I think it was because like a, a, it was a Vogue magazine thing. And she was talking about her makeup artist and naming them by name. So I was like, I don't understand how you could come back and be like, but you can't say. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's what um, a lot of the makeup artists, and I follow a lot of makeup artists, and they were all like, no, this is very common. It is very typical language of an NDA, and you absolutely are supposed to keep that person's name out your mouth. Like, you don't tag... I think it was because he tagged himself in her work and was like, you know, he did her face or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way it go, you sign that NDA, you got to follow the rules of the NDA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to start keeping NDAs with me. So I'm about to talk about what I t- <laughs> I'm going to sign it Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doyen. Um... So this woman, her name is Julie Briskman. So I think a few years ago, Trump was <coughs> driving, well, it's where his like golf club or whatever you call it is. So she flipped him off while riding a bike and then she ran for office <laughs> and then she won. <laughs> so I'm like, flip him off. And then flip those seats. So it used That's to be a Republican right, seat, and now it's a Democrat seat. 
Um, That's right. I missed this in the news, but SNL kept joking about how, like, Trump moved his official residence to Florida so he doesn't have to pay taxes. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but... (laughs) Seems like she's I've seen... supervising that area. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the area, the county where she won is the county where the resort is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's hilarious. It's hilarious, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she was flipping a seat until I read. Well, I watched the little video. I read the article, but I watched a little video, and she talked about how. She would just kind of, like, go door-to-door campaigning. She never really said, like, who she was until someone would say... They would just mention something that they were displeased with the current president about, and then she'd go, well, you know, I'm the one <laughs> that flipped them. Well, she didn't say flipped them off. She said expressed her opinion about the president <laughs> and then got fired behind it. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, she has a new job. Yeah, I love that's it. right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so anytime I see anything that Ja Rule says, I just stop reading, stop paying attention. But here you are. <laughs> Making me talk about <sighs> this one and a half lip motherfucker. R-U-L-E and the game that chose me. <laughs> First of all, we're not giving him any of our coin after that fire (laughs) situation. So I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? (laughs) He was like, he said something about like, y'all really out here acting like niggas over a fucking chicken sandwich. Shake my head. Now I'm gonna, never gonna eat one on principles alone. Fucking idiots. Y'all are what's wrong with our people. I'm so disappointed in my people. We better than this. We better than eating lunch. (laughs) We we better than having a tasty meal. (laughs) A tasty meal? Like, I was so... So, it's like... First of... On one hand, this story was so funny. Because it's Ja Rule. And it's like... Really? Really, my guy? You're really gonna talk about... Be quiet. Like one of the one of the people on Twitter said he really could have sat there and just ate his cheese and tomato sandwich. <laughs> like you really could have just done that instead of opening your mouth. But on the other hand, the story really kind of infuriated me because I really I really have a disdain for the way people are talking about this whole phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And yes, people are excited over a chicken sandwich. Let them people be, listen, don't, it is no need to fight. It is no need to, you know, get into car accidents and everything that's happening, but let them people enjoy their chicken sandwiches. That's what they want to do. And we all know, like anybody with any common sense can know people aren't fighting over the sandwich. Mm -hmm. They're fighting over whatever happens when a group of people get together. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting here. Somebody cut me in line. Now I'm hot. Somebody mm-hmm. just stepped on my foot. Now I'm mad. Somebody, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's all kinds of different things that take place. It ain't necessarily about the chicken. But let these people enjoy their chicken sandwich. I tried it the first time it came out. It was tasty. I will, I mean, I might get another one some other time. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to be waiting in line. <laughs> it's not, it 
not mean that much to me, but let people enjoy their chicken sandwich. And for Ja Rule to come on and have opinions, all I could think about was that Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> Where he was like, Ja Rule at a time like this. <laughs> He's like, who cares what Ja Rule has to say at a time like this? <laughs> I gotta find the clip. I gotta find the clip. I remember right around September 11th, uh, Ja Rule was on MTV. That's what they said. They said, we got Ja Rule on the phone. Let's see what Ja's thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this, nigga? This is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. I just like... That's all I can think of. Yeah, so I'll say it a million times before but like we are the most self-regulating race i have ever met in the world like i'm just like mm. you think white people ain't fighting over these sandwiches because they are okay, <laughs> you know okay. if you hungry enough and somebody try you and it's just that day to be you know tried you gonna get this hands over a sandwich. Like, that's all that's there is always saying. But it's like, <laughs> even when people weren't fighting there, people were like, oh, you support Popeyes, but you don't support black business. You don't support Lily then. And I'm like, just, just let people like things. It doesn't matter. Let people like things. Trump is about to kill us anyway, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's he about to end it for all of us. Right. We have some peace and joy. And chicken. <laughs> and chicken. I think I think that's how Doyen and I first bonded was over our love of chicken. <laughs> that's probably when my profile picture is me eating that piece of chicken. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, shut up, Jaru. Yeah. As Doyen said with your one and a half lip. I'm just like, this was not the time. You need to just you just can't Sorry. talk for like this decade or so. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Meanwhile, Japan is trying it. <laughs> trying it. So they're banning women from wearing glasses at work and they have a whole bunch of dumbass reasons. So <laughs> One company said, or one group of companies said that they give a cold impression to female shopping assistants. Um, safety for airline workers and be able to clearly see makeup for beauty industry workers. Um, <laughs> it can lead to accidents. Now I'm like, what do y'all think glasses do? <laughs> At the end of the day, it goes back to that age old saying. Guys don't make passes at girls that wear glasses. And that is that's all they are trying to do. And that's <laughs> fine. But one thing that was so funny about this is one of the ladies that I work with, uh, she's an older lady, but she told me that when she was younger, when she first started working, like it was a rule that women had to wear heels to work. And I'm like, in America? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, we had to wear heels and we had to wear skirts. Like you couldn't wear like pants or a pantsuit you had to wear skirts or dresses and you had to wear heels and I'm like the fuck which I don't wear heels as often now and when I first started working I wore heels almost every day but that was my choice is my point like Mm -hmm. I should be able to choose what I wear and I just thought that was so weird that I don't know 
was like, in America? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Like, it was the rule. <laughs> I have a friend that works at a very popular cosmetic company. And that's their thing. It's like they wear, like, skirt suits and skirts and sweaters and heels and stuff like that. I think they've loosened the heels thing, but they still, like, if you wear pants, you have to wear a cardigan and, you know, maybe a brooch. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't work there because I look like a bum for a living. <laughs> well, listen, I worked at a place in the mall, so you know that means it was part-time. Mm-hmm. And they, too, had rules about heels, and you were supposed to wear heels. Now, I didn't really wear and And, I mean, it's a store in the mall, so that means we're on our feet all day. Mm-hmm. I didn't really wear heels. I wore a wig. I wore a wig. <laughs> I got away with it. And actually, most of us got away with it who were non-managers. But the managers, no, they came down like on them. They had to wear heels. And we all had to wear blazers. But you had to wear heels. That Like, I don't, I didn't care about the blazer. That's a part of the uniform. Fine. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was ridiculous that you think I'm going to wear heels all day. And and to be honest, the few times that I did wear like a black pump, it wasn't that bad, but I was a lot younger then. Mm-hmm. I was a lot thinner then. I was in a lot better shape. And it really wasn't that bad. But I worked with some ladies who were a little older and I just couldn't help but think, you know, this ain't right for them to have to be in heels all day. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially then, you know, standing up. Mm-mm. And back to the eyeglasses thing. When I first started working, um, if I had a meeting with clients and I had to present, I would wear eyeglasses because it made me feel more confident. And I feel like I mm-hmm. look smarter. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so the fact that they were like, letting all these men wear glasses and then women, yeah. like, oh no, it's only about your face. It's not about what you know. Um, it's even more frustrating. But Yeah. Ladies are snapping back, and I think that they got it, and I'm excited for them. Yeah. Oh, they said that the that they started a petition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because at one time, they tried to... They still have to wear high heels at work as well. Mm-hmm. And it was saying in the article how they started a petition to not have to wear the heels. And when they submitted it to the Minister of Health, Labor, and Welfare... He said that he was fine with the high heel policy remaining in place. But I'm fuck like, the research. I bet you are. <laughs> fuck the research the that fuck? says heels are like horrible for us. Just fuck it right. all. <laughs> oh, oh, he's fine with it. He's fine. He's fine. Like I'm sure you are. Yeah, Shit. <laughs> oh, for the because y'all can't see me in the show. I'm doing my hands like the lady in the video. Calm down. Calm down. Like, that's how I'm doing my hands. Have you seen uh, the that's, video? I thought you were doing hands, like, delivered. <laughs> Him, too. <laughs> Him, too. But I've been... L- listen, that video has been... Calm down. Like, I can't wait for somebody to say some shit to me that I don't want to... I ain't trying to hear at work so I can let them know that I can't hear them because I'm listening to Kids Bop. Like, I can't wait. I've been waiting. <laughs> And I've been waiting to tell somebody, calm down. <laughs> okay. Um, Have you not seen it? Have you not seen the video? No. I'm going to send it to you. No. <laughs> you're going to love yes. it. Yes, I saw it. I love it. I don't no, you didn't. And you're going to see it. And you're going to love it. 
So next up, um, I really have been trying my hardest to avoid this story because I don't want to get my hopes up just for that movie crashed. But yeah. um, in the story of Rodney Reed, um, he has been on death row for 21 years and it's because this woman uh, was 19 year old and she died. And they claimed that because I think they did like a DNA test on her and there was semen in her that belonged to him. They claimed that he killed her, but they had a consensual relationship. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it was the ex-husband that was like trying to get her, get him in trouble. But they were like, oh no, it wasn't that. Um, So a lot of celebrities are speaking up. Kim Kardashian has been talking about it for a while. Um, Rihanna has spoke up on it, and they recently Beyonce signed the Change.org petition for it. Uh, Reggie Bush has talked about it. Meek Mill there. Meek Mill. Isaiah Washington. Like, all kinds of celebrities have been talking about it, trying to, you know, bring up, you know, the hope that he will get clemency um, and halt the execution. But... It's also in Texas, and I know Texas is liable not to do right, and so I've just been trying to be cautiously pessimistic about it. Yeah, so I too have been trying to avoid this, and I picked an article that I thought was very surface level, Mm -hmm. um, just because we all know this story, we all know this song, we all know this dance. We've been down Mm -hmm. this road before. But I sometimes I have to like check myself and I feel like we owe it to our listeners to cover things like this. I can't avoid things just because it's uncomfortable for me because this really mm-hmm. is uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, I can appreciate when people lend their voice, their name and their platform, mm-hmm. you know, Say what you will about Kim Kardashian, and Lord knows that I do not like, I'm not a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. I, even when I used to love, I used to love the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Kim was never my fave, mm-hmm. but she's done some good work, and clearly she has the ear of the president and some other people. And I just really hope that, you know, I really hope that justice can be served here because clearly there's some things at play. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. <sighs> so we just want to see justice served. Yeah. So uh, next up, this story. Uh, I don't like I don't like that people are making robots that can do more. <laughs> Girl. Girl. So Doyen You aren't a black mirror watcher, are you? Mm, Not really. (laughs) So I'm gonna... Okay, so... (laughs) Only reason why I included this article is because these robots look exactly like these killer robots in an episode of Black Mirror. And all I want to know is, what the fuck are people thinking? Do y'all not watch Black Mirror? Do y'all not care? Do y'all... What are you thinking? And they definitely said it's virtually indestructible. It's a problem. (laughs) 
But there are so, these cheetah robots that yes. can backflip and even play with a soccer ball. I'm telling you, everything we've seen on Black Mirror, I see it on my Twitter feed at some point in time. And I'm always flabbergasted because I'm always like, y'all don't watch Black Mirror? (laughs) 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 Like, oh my God. I am terrified. I am, and and I think the thing is, so some students at MIT created these little cheetah robots or whatever. And they've got them looking all cute and doing little stunts and blah, 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 blah. Nah, nigga. There's some killing machines. I, mean, I see it. I can see it. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is why I, I have do? a hard time watching Black Mirror. I think I just strap a cute little gun to that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I was one, watching... one day I'm going to convince Doyen to watch this particular episode. I mean, you can just tell me which one. I'll watch it. I just don't watch all of it. Okay. But uh, I was watching The Gifted, which is like a Marvel show. Mm-hmm. And they were using like cameras, like, you know, those surveillance cameras, but they could like identify faces and I'm like that's mm-hmm. not a thing that needs to happen in the future yeah. <laughs> like I see minority not. report let's not do this <laughs> please don't please don't but we're probably not far off from that but oh god <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move along to our someone something okay so switching gears a little bit <clears throat> All right, I'm going to get a little heavy on you, a little serious on you, just for a small time, though. I want to talk about missing black children. And really what brought this up for me was the heightened awareness we've had lately about sex trafficking. And a lot of times, a lot of times you don't know whether to believe things you see, especially on social media, because a lot of times they're urban myths or... People just talking at the Saturday next, but this is an issue that is actually factual. And it it is a situation that is plaguing our community in particular. So I want to talk about black kids go missing at a higher rate than white kids, okay? And the article talks about why we don't hear about them. So the article begins with the story of Ariana Fitz, a two-year-old who went missing in 2016 before her mother was found brutally murdered in the San Francisco Bay Area. And it compares the coverage of that story to the story of Jamie Kloss, the 13-year-old Wisconsin girl who was kidnapped after her parents were killed last year and was national news. Now, each of these cases is compelling. But the two didn't receive the same amount of media attention. And some experts believe it's because Kloss is white and Fitz is black. Data shows that missing white children receive far more media coverage than missing black and brown children, despite higher rates of missing children among communities of color. Uh, According to the FBI's National Crime Information Center, 
there were 424,066 missing children under the age of 18 in 2018. About 37% of those children are black even though black children only make up about 14% of all children in the United States. That was shocking. It's not even the right word, but that took me aback. That, that, that did something. Now it's harder to say how many Hispanic kids are missing because the FBI uh, reports group white and Hispanic children together. So it's more difficult to give an exact um, percentage for Hispanic kids who are missing. Here are some reasons experts say we don't hear more about missing children of color. Number one, their families are hesitant to call police. Some families are hesitant to contact law enforcement, even if they think their child is missing. There's a sense of distrust between law enforcement and the minority community, said Natalie Wilson, co-founder of the Black and Missing Foundation. Families might not report that their child is missing because they fear it could have unintended negative consequences. For example, she mentioned uh, that they suspect that some missing Latino children are underreported because of families uh, who may have undocumented members and they may not want to cooperate with the police for fear of deportation. Mm-hmm. Number two, they don't get as much media coverage. News media organizations have often been criticized for not giving missing black children the amount of attention they give missing white kids. A 2015 study found that though black children accounted for 35% of missing children cases in the FBI database, they amounted to only 7% of the media references. Experts say media coverage is vital to help solve those cases. It puts law enforcement on alert and they add additional resources to the case. Another statistic that was just shocking just shocking. Mm-hmm. Number three, families don't have the resources. Families don't always have the financial resources to respond appropriately when their child is missing. They might not be able to afford a private investigator or take time off for work to help look for their child and follow up with law enforcement and the media. And in some cases, they may not know what to do. Y'all, that's a big deal because I've noticed how a lot of times, you know, when they show kids on the news and everything that have gone missing and they have all these search parties and mm-hmm. the parents are out there searching. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just a black thing, but the first thing I wonder is they got time off work to do that. Like, that's exactly <laughs> where my mind goes. Like, really? You yeah. know, and a lot of times in black communities and uh, black and brown communities, we can't afford to if you miss work, you lose your job. Like they don't care that your child is missing. And, you know, it sounds cut dry and simple to say, well, I'm going to go find my child. But what if you have other kids you got to take care of? There's just so many caveats to it. So many caveats to it. 
Um, Wilson said some people are under the misconception that they must wait 48 hours before filing a police report when that waiting period varies by location. So it's very important to know the laws according to your location. Mm-hmm. Knowing the laws in your state helps. And when in doubt, contact law enforcement immediately. Mm-hmm. There are other resources that families can utilize as well. The Black and Missing Foundation helps families of color file police reports, create missing posters, and spread the word about missing children. Um, as always, these articles will be linked in the show notes uh, so that you can have access to them. But this is a great organization. When you contact them, they have the resources to help you do everything you need to do. Because like they said so many times, we don't know where to begin. And here's an organization that will help you uh, file the police report, create missing posters, and spread the word about the missing children. There are also Facebook communities that offer support, and those are listed uh, with that foundation as well. Number four. Some get classified as runaways. Now, this is the big one. And we know we know that this happens specifically to our young girls because our young girls aren't allowed to be children. And this is a fact. Like, it's a fact. When most people think of missing children, they think of young children abducted by strangers. But missing children can refer to kids who are abducted by relatives or children who leave home either voluntarily or after being lured by someone else. Many missing children of color are classified as runaways, Wilson said. And while running away from home isn't a problem that's unique to non-white children, they are particularly vulnerable. A significant number of non-white children who go missing are either homeless or in foster care, said Wilson. And many are at risk for sex trafficking. Law enforcement often classify children of color as runaways without having all of the details because those kids are considered to have voluntarily left from home. Amber alerts are not sent out about them and they are typically and they typically aren't covered in the news. Runaway cases and abductions by family members don't get the same attention as abductions by non-family members or by strangers. But all of these scenarios fall under the missing umbrella. A child is missing if they are under the age of 18 and their legal guardian doesn't know where they are. Wilson stressed that runaway cases should be treated with the same urgency as abducted cases. Sometimes children of color get classified as runaways when they are truly missing. Wilson said her organization has seen many such cases. We tell parents all the time, you know your child better than anyone else, their behavior, their characteristics. If you believe your child did not run away, you have to just stand firm with law enforcement and let them know that this is uncharacteristic of your child. So again, want to remind everybody that the article will be posted in the show notes and uh, definitely click on that if you need it. Send it to someone else who may need it. Anything you wanted to add? No, I think you said it. And I think people had to start um, seriously taking, even if a kid is a runaway, but they're being 
lured away by like prostitution like that's still a problem we still need to get these kids back like that's not like they're not adults so they're not even like able to call these shots for themselves so they still need to be back with their guardian um right exactly and i know especially in texas the uh foster care system is so bad that it's literally a pipeline to sex trafficking because people are trying to get out because it's so bad yeah yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to our next segment of the show, our PLD. So, <laughs> we talk a lot about depression, or I talk a lot about depression. <laughs> and so, tonight's PLD, tonight's Poor Life Decision, is really focusing on Am I Depressed? So we talk about getting help when you're depressed, but how do you know if you are depressed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I foresee stepping on a lot of toes with this topic. Okay. So the article starts off by saying, all of us feel sad and upset at times when the sadness seems to last longer than usual or feels more extreme. You might ask yourself, am I depressed? The question doesn't always have a clear-cut answer, especially because the symptoms of depression can vary from person to person, but it's a question worth considering, especially if your emotional state is making it difficult for you to function in your everyday life. So how does depression differ from sadness? How do I know that I'm depressed versus I'm just sad? So there are many life events that may trigger feelings of melancholy, hopelessness, or detachment. Examples include the death of a loved one, tragic global events, job loss, or the end of an intimate relationship. In those situations, it's natural to grieve and even to do so intensely. You may feel what you describe as a dark or depressing, you may feel what you describe as having dark or depressing thoughts or wonder if you're experiencing depression. The American Psychological Association explains sadness caused by painful life events differs from depression in a few key aspects. When you are grieving, you will usually feel a mix of sad thoughts and also happy thoughts as you recall memories of what you have lost. The grief can be powerful, but it's not constant. And that's one thing we have to remember when thinking about, am I depressed? You have to consider the frequency and the duration of the feelings you're having. So those feelings can be powerful, but they're not constant. While grieving, you can still maintain your sense of assurance and your general confidence. It's important to note that grief can also be coupled with a case of clinical depression or gradually move into that direction. So be mindful of your grief because while it may begin as grief, it can easily move into the realm of depression for sure. So what are the symptoms of depression? Now this part is tricky. (laughs) Clinical depression is a serious mental illness that affects your emotions, your thoughts, your body, your physical well-being, and your ability to carry out everyday tasks. As you consider the question, 
Am I depressed? You may consider some of the most common, though sometimes overlooked, symptoms of the disease. And before we run down these symptoms, I just want to be sure I say it looks different in everyone. Okay. So mood changes, you know, feeling sad or low energy or, you know, uh, just having a sudden change in your mood. Decreased appetite. Your inability to enjoy activities you once did. Let me back back. Decreased appetite is one, but also increased appetite. And the difference with the increased appetite is not so much that you're wanting to eat, but you want that comfort of food. That is one thing to look out for as well. Your inability to enjoy activities that you once did. Uh, Heightened fatigue. Trouble sleeping or sleeping excessively. Weight loss or weight gain. Uh, Pacing, difficulty thinking clearly. Feelings of low self-esteem and hopelessness. Suicidal ideation. So before we move on, I do want to just kind of chime in on a couple of things. So the suicidal ideation, that's one that we have to be really careful of. So at one time I was taking a medication for my anxiety and that was one of the side effects. And had I not been looking out for it, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. But a lot of times when we think suicidal thoughts, we think, oh, gloom and doom. The world's not going to get any better. I'm just going to kill myself. Y'all, that's not what happened to me. That's not how I felt. I felt invincible. I would literally be driving and think, you know, if I go ahead and unlock my door, undo my seatbelt, I bet if I ran off this bridge, I could make it. And if I go ahead and let the window down, I bet if I ran off this bridge, I could make it. I could get out this window, I could swim out the window, and I could make it. Or I would think, that was when, (laughs) that particular, and that was a real life thought, like I'm not just making that up. That was when I knew, okay, something is wrong. (laughs) But before that, like one night I was washing dishes and I cut up a watermelon and I had a huge knife from cutting up the watermelon. And I thought, I could stab myself in the stomach and I'm going to be okay. Nobody dies from a stab wound in the stomach. Like, and I was really contemplating on this and I was like, I'm going to be okay. Like I could do it and I will be fine. I'm going to have 911 ready on the phone and then I'm just going to do it and it's going to be fine. And luckily I recognized, wait a minute, these thoughts aren't okay. So you have to look out for those things and make sure they don't sneak up on you. Um, Doyle, did you have anything you wanted to add? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never been clinically depressed or clinically diagnosed with depression. So what I yeah. think is depression sometimes may not be depression, but I think yeah. what I consider depression is when I do get to a point where like, I don't feel like I'm operating at my hundred percent. So maybe operating at 50% or 75%, but it's not, like, I don't feel like I'm truly, like, being your participant in life. I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens. And I will say this, too. Like, 
So we're giving you these examples and we're giving you, you know, this article. And by all means, read the article. But also talk to your doctor about these things because my experience with depression is very, and I can never say the word right, so I'm just going to say it moves in cycles. <laughs> um, I don't... <sighs> Like, it's not a gloom and doom feeling for me. I'll just notice things that I'm doing. Like, I'll notice that I'm not, you know, doing things. I, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do things that I normally enjoy. I literally cannot get out of the bed, even though I'm not sleeping, because we all know about my sleeping. <laughs> and so, it, it moves, it just moves in cycles, and it looks different for different people. So this, this article and the information we're giving you is very surface level, but I think the main idea that you'll hear a lot is talk to your doctor about it. So generally the symptoms that we just talked about need to last more than two weeks to be considered signs of depression. But of course, if you experience suicidal thoughts or self-harm, that is an emergency and you need to get to uh, an emergency room or call your doctor right away. So what causes depression? Although depression can affect anyone at any time in their life, there are usually some risk factors that make a person more prone to depression. Some factors that may trigger depression include your brain chemistry. So like there's literally differences in the biochemistry that make certain people more prone to depressive symptoms. I will Gee, say that... Like, I've tried to Google this so many times. It's like, does diabetes cause depression or does depression cause? You know, like, what's the link between diabetes and depression? But it's just so common that people with diabetes do end up having depression. That, like, they don't have, like, a link. It's like... And it's interesting because when I was on depression medication, um, my body started to, like, create less, you know, stress hormones, which made my mm-hmm. insulin work better for my body. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then mm-hmm. of course it's partially because this is such an always on disease. Like I don't get to take breaks from diabetes. <laughs> so right. it's like, yeah. So it's just like a link that like, can we say that diabetes causes depression or is it just a lot of people with diabetes have depression? So it's interesting. That is and, a very interesting point, Doyen. Yeah. And it's such a congestive disease because it affects every single part of your body. It's like, is your diabetes affecting how your brain secretes hormones? It's just weird. It's like, <laughs> like I said, it's just... Oh, wow. It's a very strong link. So, I never thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about that. Oh, Wow. Now, now I'm going to want to research, now I'm going to want to research that. Um, so your genes, is it genetic? Um, you know, your genetic makeup influences your propensity to depression. You may find that depression runs in your family, your temperament or your personality, uh, or adverse childhood experiences. So maybe if you went through some sort of abuse, be it physical or verbal, neglect, poverty, exposure to violence or trauma during childhood can increase your likelihood 
of experiencing depression as an adult. Could it just be seasonal affect disorder? I have that. Or, I diagnosed <laughs> I myself you... with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you immediately when I saw this. So many people notice that their depressed symptoms seem to increase or emerge during the winter months as sunlight mm-hmm. decreases and the days become shorter and drearier. Seasonal affective disorder is real. And if you notice a correlation between the timing of your depressive symptoms and the winter season, you may be experiencing it. Symptoms of SAD are the same as those of clinical depression, and they can range from mild to severe. Um, yeah, so today it has been great all day. And I have been in a <laughs> funk all day. <laughs> and it's funny because they say make sure to eat healthfully. They say don't rely on carbs yes. and sweets. And I'm like, oh. And then I'm so tired of all these articles talking about exercise. Like, <laughs> I'm sick of so it. So did you, did you look into getting a lamp? No, not yet. Because I don't want a sunshine lamp. I just want a pill so I can move on with my life. <laughs> Doyen, they say the lamps really help. <laughs> it's not going to fit my aesthetic and I don't have time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, treatment for SAD or the seasonal affective disorder. Uh, the, the treatment options are similar to those for general depression. Add more sunlight to your days by going outside as much as possible. Make sure to eat healthfully. Stay physically active. And of course, seek the help of a licensed therapist whenever necessary. You know, that eating healthfully too in the wintertime is like, um, I need my cream-based soups, please and thank you. Like, I'm trying to stay cozy. This makes me happy. <laughs> it doesn't make me happy to eat lettuce or spinach all day. By the way, <sighs> they said this was the... Oh, that's not going to work. I might have said two. They said this was the best okay. lint for sad, but it's $117 and it's ugly. <laughs> Girl, you got it, big baller. <laughs> but it's ugly. Again, it doesn't match my aesthetic. I can definitely see Doyen being like, mm, this doesn't fit. <laughs> it's not feng shui. It's not going to go. Nope. <laughs> so how is depression treated? There are therapists, both online and in person, who specialize in the treatment of clinical depression and can tailor their treatment to your specific needs. Because depression is sometimes caused by multiple factors, including brain chemistry, medication combined with therapy may be an option worth considering. When you first ask yourself, am I depressed? It's natural to feel uncertain, confused, and overwhelmed. Figuring out if you are experiencing depression and what to do about it is the first step. Remember, You are far from alone. Help us out there and you are so worth it. So those were just a few steps in identifying if you are depressed. But I can't, I cannot stress enough talking to your doctor about it. Even your general practitioner, just talk to them about it and they'll point you in the right direction. 
What are you going to say? Your face looks like you had something to add. I was just ready to go to the buy you a drink party. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show. The buy you a drink. You can go first. Um, I'm going to buy a drink for somebody who I feel like I've gotten really close to in the past few years. Uh, my little sister. Um, Yay! Yeah, so like I could talk to her about a lot of things. I called her crying Sunday and she was like, I was like, part Aww. of it was like, I just needed to cry. And she's like, yeah, true. Yeah, so she's like, just get it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but uh, she does try to encourage me to be my best me, so. Buying her a drink. Oh, yeah. And how far apart are you two? 13 months. Well, a year, a month, yeah. and 28 days. So almost 14 okay. months, but 13. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. That is so sweet. <laughs> so tonight, I'm going to buy a drink. Or actually, I'm going to buy a Shirley Temple, a non-alcoholic drink, <laughs> for my co-worker's daughter, she is in kindergarten this year <laughs> and she came by the office today and I was just being a gloomy Gus because of course <laughs> and she came in my and I have a so I have a lot of leftover trick-or-treat candy and I just brought it to work so it wouldn't <laughs> be in the house so she comes in to get her candy and then she looks at me and she says you don't look the same and I was like, well, I've got some stuff I'm trying to figure out and I'm not, you know, doing a good job at it, which really I was just pissed about some stuff and I didn't want to tell her I'm pissed because she's a little girl. But she's like, you just need a hug today. And she came and hugged me. And this is the one thing that I don't like about little kids. They hug you like you're the softest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be like, uh, I'm not that soft. But... <laughs> But it made me feel so good and so comforted today. And she even offered to come home with me. <laughs> she even offered to come home with me. And I was like, well, when I go home, I take naps. And she looked at me like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to buy a Shirley Temple for the kindergartner who came in my office to see me today. <laughs> There's this episode of SNL I was watching. And they were talking about a Duolingo for talking to little kids. And I was like, I actually yes. need that in life. Like, I don't know how to talk yes. to these kids. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> but you know what? They are so... <sighs> these kids are so with it. Like, I just talk to them like I talk to anybody else. And they <laughs> normally are just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... That brings us to the end of another show. We hope that we brought you some... Uh, to, I don't know. We had a couple of heavy topics this week, but we still hope that we brought some light, some joy to your week. Uh, help you make it through the week. Doyen, tell people how they can get in contact with us. We're on Instagram at Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. Please tell your friends to follow us because I have a follower goal this month and I'd like to reach it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, on Twitter, we are PLD Pod. Chris keeps it lit with the tweets. I just drive by and just say whatever. 
and then keep going. <laughs> I'm a real drive. No, Doyen keeps it live with the tweets. <laughs> I just tweet about shows. <laughs> and there's no like indication who's tweeting about what, so you never know who you're talking to. <laughs> so surprise. <laughs> I was talking to Sean today and I'm like, I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm Chris. But anyway, so we're gonna keep moving. <laughs> But if she said something about Al Green and Titlins, she was talking to me. Uh, <laughs> we are on um, Etsy. It's Poor Life Decision. I promise y'all I will start giving y'all some hot stuff for the holidays very soon. Like, um, Ooh, and you can always just email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Um, I definitely, we would love to hear like, you know, what poor life decisions y'all would like to talk about. Um, That's right. Also, if you want us to buy a drink for someone, let us know. Yeah. I mean, we ain't buying it, but we'll buy it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you that my... Go ahead. Go to the bar and be like, "Uh, the name is David Smith. (laughs) 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 That's the name on the tab. Okay, you're gonna be sad. <laughs> Did I tell you that my mom found my poor life decision mug and yeah. she was like, Is this your little podcast? <laughs> well, I like her business. Uh, really quick, Doyen. Uh, I know, but just really quick. How do you feel about Instagram taking away likes? So here's the thing it's like, Y'all don't see the likes, but we still see it, and it still affects the algorithm. So I'm still going to be running my, you know, going crazy because I'm trying to get these likes so that more people can see it. And, like, so that's the core yeah. issue. <laughs> like, I don't care yeah. if somebody sees my post and they only see that, like, three people liked it. I don't care about that. I just want to make sure that more people can see it. And Instagram chooses yeah. to throttle our views if people don't like it. <laughs> Uh, Do you think that it can affect people, though, who may feel like, well, no one's like this, so I'm not going to like it, you know? Mm, Not if it's completely gone. I don't feel like people are like, nobody likes it because it's just a thing. Like, you don't know who likes it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I just wondered. I mean, I personally don't have any feelings about it other than I think it's bullshit that they're saying it's for people's, like, mental health. I think that... I think that in large, to, to to put it simple, and I'm sure it's not simple, but to put it simply, people are making money off Instagram, and Instagram is probably not happy that they haven't found a way to get some of that. So, not to say that Instagram isn't making money, because clearly they do, they have ads and all that other kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I think that it's some people's businesses depend largely on, you know, Instagram. So anyway, I just wondered what you thought about it since that's more your realm. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like we're going to see it and Instagram's going to see it as the owners of the account. Somebody scrolling yeah. might not see it, but I don't care. I'm not, not like, I don't care that people don't like the content, but it's just irritating because they were the ones who created this, like, anxiety around likes because they decided to throttle impressions and views unless yeah. if people liked it. And now yeah. we, as content marketers, 
really are trying to get people to like it. And then now they're like, oh, let's hide the likes so you'll feel better about it. No, stop hiding my posts. (laughs) Right. Exactly. If you care enough, put my shit back in chronological order. Right. Like, if you really care. Anyway, I just wonder what you thought. So anyway, guys, be sure to uh, hop in our DMs, talk to us. We definitely talk back. Um, Drink your water. Use your sunscreen, Doyen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I find it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) We love y'all and we thank y'all for tuning in this week as you do every week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. I'm ignoring you bitches on purpose. Your nigga on my story lurking. The money cost said it was urgent. Red bitches washed up like detergent. While I dissect this beat like a surgeon. I'm emerging. Yo bitch stop subbing in your captions before I post a pic right on your nigga mattress. Ho, I'm just playing. We know your nigga broke so I do not want your man. One day made 50 bands. I got that sauce in the kitchen with the pan. You rap ho so dependent. All y'all need a ghost and you all need to